It is almost midnight, just ahead of moonrise. I have moved from the shed, where I've been for a couple of podcasts, and from the cabin down here to the flat. Now, this podcast is entitled Changing Nomad Travel Plans Again, or something to that effect. But I'm going to talk very softly and slowly because this is a very special time down here by the lake, and I'll tell you why in Podcast 1099, the Bob Davis Podcast, Podcast 1099. We are one away. The next podcast will be Podcast 1100, which is pretty amazing to me. A lot of people to thank, especially with new developments regarding YouTube. So if you found me on YouTube and you're listening to the podcasts, I'm going to show you why audio can do so much that video cannot do. Now, this isn't a value judgment about video. It's just to point out the difference in the two mediums and why I love audio so much. I'll talk about that in a second. Meaning that I'm not necessarily going to get to travel plans until later in the podcast because this is so incredible out here right now. Yeah, a lot of people to thank as we get close to 1100. I'll do more history stuff in podcast 1100. One of the things that has made it possible are uh, people who are contributing to the Bob Davis podcasts to support what I'm doing, which is basically adventure and nomad travel and the mental processes people go through traveling and doing the nomad lifestyle, as well as the occasional discussion about the economic situation as it pertains to travel and just the general stuff that I talk about. I have a lot of people to thank. I'll thank more in Podcast 1100, especially some of the people who have come through through YouTube just recently. I've just started putting up my YouTube shorts and longer form uh, videos, and the response has been phenomenal, so thank you. If you do want to donate to the Bob Davis Podcast, look for the donate window at thebobdavispodcast.com right under the picture of Mobile Podcast Command, which is the ambulance on the right-hand side, and the donate oval is yellow. You click on that, takes you to PayPal. You can do whatever you want. You can do uh, a donation every month and you can set that up or you can send me whatever you want to send me. It all goes in the tank and I really, really, really appreciate it. And thanks for listening to the Bob Davis Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, right off the page at thebobdavispodcast.com. Each podcast has a blog at the bottom of the blog. There's a player. You can click on that or you can listen to streaming in the big red box at the top of the page at thebobdavispodcast.com. And again, thanks to everyone. We'll get more into that in Podcast 1100. Yeah, I was going to get to, at some point in this podcast, my travel plans for the summer, because I'm going to leave here in probably late August and start making my way east. And usually I get all the maps out. And I did that in one podcast recently. I'll link to that in the blog where you could hear the paper turning and and you could hear the 
the pages of the maps turning. And I, I like that. I did that down. I was still in Arizona when I did that one. This one, I, I want to talk about the changes that we go through uh, when we're, we don't have a home. And we just live in our vehicles and we visit friends or family or we find places where we can camp for free. And we just do what we do. And summer, of course, you don't want to spend summer in the desert in Arizona if you can avoid it because it's a little too hot. I love it, but it's not good for tires. Let me do something for you. So if you're listening and you got headphones on, you can already hear it. I have moved from the shed. I'm, I'm about three, 400 yards down on the flat, literally five feet from the lake got some trees around me, got my RV map out, got my 99 cent Walmart uh, solar powered stick lights all piled up on one log, had my coffee, made steak and eggs and broccoli and some other stuff with bacon tonight for dinner over the fire. Now this is a special time because this is the spring sound. You will not hear this same sound if you come out here in July. You'll hear a completely different sound. Mainly because all the bugs haven't launched yet. They're out there, but what you're hearing now is the frogs. We had a little storm earlier, no big deal, a little bit of rain, and the wind keeps shifting around either from the west, southwest, or from the east, depending on what's going on with these cloud movements that are happening, usually moving from uh, over Minneapolis-St. Paul, about 80 miles away, to kind of head up north on the other side of Duluth in Wisconsin up there. So we're in western Wisconsin, but it is magical out here. So let me set the stage. We have the fire. So if you hear, you're hearing a sound that maybe sounds like some kind of electrical problem in the microphone, that's what the flames, that's the sound the flames make. We've got a fire, and the fire blots out a lot of light, and the forest is behind me, it's black. And then you do see the water, which is utterly and completely smooth. Uh, individual lights of, of cabins across the lake. The great thing about being up here at this time of the year is nobody's up here save for guys that are just coming to put docks in and things of that nature but there's no watercraft there's nobody partying on the dock till three o'clock in the morning which doesn't bother me and the moon is about ready to rise so we're getting a little bit of brightness in the sky maybe a little lightning from the storm way off on the horizon and I just want you to listen because this is not a sound that you will hear in two months or a month this will be gone Very seldom, and I've spent many, many days up here, coming sometimes for a weekend, sometimes for a week. These days, I can stay, and I'll be down here for the next two months. We, we raised our son up here. I mean, he was in Chicago during the school year, and as soon as school got out, he came up here with his friends and his cousins and all the kids and they hang out up here all summer long. So 
he had that experience growing up, which is the same experience as mom had. I never had that experience. I went to the Lions Club pool, but <laughs> in any case, I've certainly spent a lot of time up here. I don't think I've ever, I mean, I was in this spot on the 4th of July two years ago and watched the fireworks. There's a rich guy directly across who has, puts on this incredible fireworks display every year. But I've never been here this early in the year, this permanently in the year, when it is this quiet and still. You might hear a little bit of thunder. You might hear the sounds of a coyote or a couple of barking dogs here and there. So all around the lake, we have cabins, but then it's dotted with farms. And I can't help but think, by setting this stage, you know, this is, this is what audio can do. So you, you are imagining this literally glass smooth lake with a mist starting to rise, which is barely visible. You just know it's there at one end. It's weird because it's alternately cooler and you almost have to put on a coat and then suddenly it gets, it gets warm. But that mist is starting to blot out as it rolls across the lake. It's blotting out the lights, which were so clear just a few minutes ago. And then when you turn away from the lake, it's just ink black. And you're left with the sounds of the frogs and the hoot owls and the dogs. And, and it's amazing. <clears throat> What's amazing to me is that it's such a stark difference and a difference that I can truly appreciate after spending so much time in the desert and out west. It's very seldom this still out west. There's always a breeze. There's always a wind. There's always a rustle. Here, it's, you get these moments that are completely still. Ink black on one side, mist on the other, absolutely glass smooth water, the crackle of the fire, few stars blinking in and out of the clouds above as these storms sort of rotate around us tonight. And all the time that I was up in the cabin, and I was very happy to get into the cabin so I could watch all my shows, I had my computer up there, I could spread out when I was working, and we'll continue to do that when I work, when I do podcast or do some writing. But I realized when I got down here, and I got everything set up, and I built my first fire, I'm grateful for one, I have an unlimited supply of firewood. We have so many down trees and there's been so many, there's so many wood piles around here that it's ridiculous. So we have an unlimited supply of, of uh, wood. And I do have shore power, so the, the lights of the mobile podcast command are kind of dimly shining out of the windows here and there. 
I don't think you could recreate this in video in any way because it's dark. You'd have to light it. And if you light it, you take away what this is actually all about. This is something that you experience in your imagination. The loam of an early spring Wisconsin night. And what I love about it is I realized when I got down here and I got my fire going and everything, that's when I really truly felt at home. I realized that what's changed for me is that I don't feel comfortable even in a luxurious environment. And the cabin up there is amazing. But I feel better down here. Bacon and eggs and broccoli and steak and eggs uh, and broccoli or spinach. Hot black coffee. And the great thing is, there's nobody up here. Aside from the fact this is already isolated anyway. But it's even more isolated because there are very few people up here so, because most people don't spend all year up here and they Memorial Day is when they come so if you come before Memorial Day and you spend any time on the shore well it's a different completely different experience because once Memorial Day hits people bring their boats there's a lot of activity all the way up through the 4th of July, all the way down to Labor Day. I'll be gone by then. I'll be gone by Labor Day probably. But 4th of July is the big day to spend up here. But wow. And I'm not talking a lot because I want you to hear. Because these are this is what it really sounds like out here. Now, I want to tell you about GardenGurusMN.com. These are the people that I've been telling you about that are my landscaping client. To me, this is extremely peaceful. And, and I think it's really weird that this is where I feel at home. I don't feel at home when I'm in a house. I've gotten so used to uh, being outside, camping, having a fire, doing my cooking over the fire and everything else that I, I, don't, I don't feel comfortable inside at all. And I find that fascinating because, you know, I'm a city boy, basically. But then I was thinking for people in the city, whether it's the suburbs or, you know, wherever you are, this is one of those little places of solace. I have this all the time. That's one of the great uh, takeaways from Nomad Life is that people think we sleep in uh, Walmart parking lots and... and uh, and loves truck stops or flying J's or whatever, and we do. But we get these moments where we're 10,000 feet up and there's nobody else in the campsite, or when we are on a lakeshore like this, completely isolated, completely quiet, or we're, you know, uh, someplace in the Adirondacks where I intend to go, and I'll talk about it shortly. And you can, you can just ex have this experience. But if you're in the city, you know, you don't have that experience. So what do people do? Well, if you don't have one, you might want to think about having a garden. Maybe just a you know, little quarter of your backyard that's just a place where you can go and just breathe. 
it's so important these days to have that. It's, it does wonders for our souls to have a moment when we don't have YouTube on, we don't have the TV on, we aren't watching a movie. Even in the city, we can just sit in this little corner. I have a friend in Scottsdale. They decided they were going to create a garden just in one corner of, of a property, which is pretty much stone and rock and sand. And they put in, oh, I don't know, it's, it's about the size of a rug. Of They had it sodded, and then they water, and it's grass. They will sit out there in the grass in their bare feet because it just is so amazing. This is what I'm talking about in terms of an oasis. If you would like to have an oasis, I can tell you that Garden Gurus MN can hook you up and at a reasonable price. So that's one. Two, don't forget they do real estate staging and corporate clients. If you want more info, just do this. Go to GardenGurusMN.com. I think the last podcast I said Garden Guru and see what they can do. Well, the last podcast I did, don't remember the number, is probably like 1088 or something. You know, 1087, 85, something like that. I, uh, I got all the maps out and I sat in the truck and it was a quiet night and I recorded the pages turning as I went through the map and I talked about what my summer travel plans were going to be and the original intention was that I was going to leave Quartzsite in late May and I was going to head north through Colorado, maybe go to the Great Sand Dunes National Park, which I've never been to, and just just sort of angle up and east, up through Missouri and uh, Kansas and Oklahoma. You know, they're not all in that order, but you know what I mean. Up into Wisconsin, and then I was going to stay here for a month or two, and then I was going to head east. I have two things now that I have to do. First, I have to stop and visit the Campulance Man. If you guys haven't seen the Campulance Man YouTube channel, check him out because this guy can really tell you why you need this and why you need that and how it all works together. And I, I, he's great. And I bought a power station from him, which um, I'm really excited about. I, ha- I got the solar panels, but I was called away and I said, hey, man, can you just ship it? And so he was like, oh, sure. So the shipping thing turned into an absolute nightmare. And so he, I just said, look, just take it north and then I will swing by. He lives in upstate New York. I'll swing by and I'll just pick it up. So that's the first objective. And the second objective is to visit my friend in Manchester, New Hampshire, where they just bought a house and uh, so I'm going to visit them and then the third objective is my uh, nephew is getting married and my son is officiating <laughs> they sent away this is what they do now they sent away for the the thing where you can become a pastor of the universal church or whatever and you can actually you can marry people so my nephew is going to get married to a wonderful wonderful girl and they're doing that in Portsmouth so that's about 45 minutes away or so from Manchester. So that's the objective. So the travel plans, as is common with us, we will sit, and, and this is why I don't put too much effort into travel planning. I kind of do it on the fly. I used to sit down with the maps, and I would type out uh, every twist and turn in the whole trip. And I really enjoyed doing that, like a flight plan. 
and after you do that for a while, you, you don't need to do it anymore because you, 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 get, you know the drill. The other thing is that you put all this effort into planning and then something happens and you, you, have, to, you, have, to, you have to break off and go do something else or go somewhere else. You know, it's amazing. This little wall of mist is, is coming toward me and it's, it's literally a wall of mist. It's fascinating. And it is filling up the lake and slowly working its way across to this shore. So cool. It's just incredible. Anyway, so my plan was stay here for a month or two and then head east. Well, now, you know, I'm going to be here for a while. So the obviously the plan is uh, I got to take the truck in and get some work done. There's a few things that have to be done. And then once that's done, uh, I hate to say this, but I have to take the all-terrain tires off the front. And I, I knew this, but because I'm so stubborn, I thought it would look cool if I had all-terrain tires, the same kind of all-terrain tire all around. Last summer, I went to hell and back to get these general ATs to put on here. And uh, the problem is with this truck, you, you just can't put all-terrain tires on the front because they bounce. So... I, when I get everything else done, the, the guy that I'm taking it to is a tire place too, and I'm going to see if he can get me some very heavy tread road tires to put on the front and take those ATs off, and then I'll just leave them here to replace next summer and replace uh, at least two in the back because I'll leave the all-terrains on the back. Anyway, the plan was that I was going to be doing a lot of Western travel. Well, obviously that's not going to happen. And then I thought, well... The last time I went east, I went all the way up into the Upper Peninsula and then worked my way back down the Michigan coast on the Huron side and then uh, headed uh, east across the just by the, the Great Lakes. So it was the Industrial Revolution Tour in reverse. It was great. A lot of podcasts about that. Then uh, when I got out there and I came back, I don't even know how I came back. I, I went out route six. I know that. And I, I don't know what happened after that. It's, I've forgotten it. I have no idea how I got back out West, but I did. So this time I'm probably going to go back down 35 to somewhere around Fairview, Fairfield, rather, Iowa. Fairfield, Iowa is an interesting place. Been there a lot. And then I will head east from Fairfield and cut across southern, well, it's mid-southern Illinois, and then work my way up, starting to go northeast through Indiana. But I'm not going to go, this time I'm not going to go near the Great Lakes. I'll go all the way across Indiana and then into Ohio, and I'll, I'll start angling up even more and get up into that little corner of northern, northeastern Ohio and, Pen and Pennsylvania and then duck into New York State. And this, this time I probably will be on six. But there's a lot of cool stuff in western Pennsylvania that I want to see. And uh, I'll, I'll sort of pick my way up through there and then back through uh, northeastern New York, which is beautiful, so the Adirondacks and then whatever those mountains are to the south. Stop and see the ambulance man. Get my, my power station, which I'm, and then I can run tests and see how that works. And head across New York State into, um, I guess, is it Vermont? I think it is. So I'll go across through Vermont, which will take five minutes. 
head right into New Hampshire, and then I'll be going south to Manchester, and then from there to Portsmouth. Coming back is going to be something I'm, I'll probably do another podcast about how I want to come back, because I'm going to be coming back. The wedding is a, like September 16th, so I, I'm going to want to get south pretty quickly. So I'm trying to figure out, do I want to go straight south? I don't like doing that because it uses a lot of fuel. Whereas if you angle, then you're not using as much fuel. And of course, this is all back roads. Most people just go, just use the freeway. You know, use the interstate. But I, I don't. I don't like using the interstate. I like, I like the back roads for so many reasons. And I think part of it is, there's a certain, again, there's a certain sort of meditative peace that comes from the back roads. Most of the time, you're the only car on the road. That's one thing that I think people are unaware of when we start talking about the back roads. You're the only car on the road. Secondly, navigationally, it's not good for time, but navigationally speaking, uh, you can save a lot of fuel doing that because first of all, you're not going 70. You're going 55, 45, and you're coming slowly but surely. You're working your way down and, and or up, whatever direction you're going in. And you're not, uh, you can actually navigate so that it is actually a true angle. So it's not, uh, you don't drive, you know, you don't, you don't drive down Route 35 till you hit 40 and take a left, you know, or right. Those are more, to me, that kind of travel is more uh, square, square turns, right? But more importantly, I hate the interstate. Interstate travel is very, um, it's very, uh, what's the word? Antiseptic. You don't see the towns unless you get off. And if you do get off, you see the side of town that has the truck stop, you know, and the, and the Arby's and the Chester's Chicken, although that could be a good thing. You don't, or maybe even the Walmart, you don't see the town. Whereas when you go the back roads, you see the towns. And it's a whole different, it's a whole different experience. It's a whole different America that is experienced doing this than the interstate. Because to be quite honest with you, if it was going to have to be the interstate, I don't think I would do it. Got to mention very quickly, my guys at 36 Lynn, the independently owned and operated refueling station in South Minneapolis at 36th Street South and Lindale Avenue South. They've been there for many, many, many years. And the whole thing about 36 Lynn, well, actually, there's a bunch of whole things. One, they are really into the community. I know those guys. And I know that they are really focused on that community. And that community needs that focus right now. That's the first thing. The second thing is the store. They have all kinds of locally sourced products. They're becoming famous for it, from candy to burritos to coffee to uh, other types of things that you'd eat. I don't eat that kind of stuff. <laughs> I might eat a burrito. But when you get it, like snacks and stuff like that and, and, uh, and hot dogs and all the good stuff. So you should check out the store if you do go to 36 Lynn. They also have little festivals and things going on during the summer, which I, I think is great. And then finally, independently owned and operated refueling stations can get a better deal on fuel. 
and therefore they can pass the savings on to customers. So check out the independently owned and operated refueling station in South Minneapolis, 36 Lynn, and say hello. So I kind of snookered you with the travel plans part of this podcast, but I just couldn't help doing something that I don't, I don't think I could do if I was doing video of this. So when I do the video for YouTube, it'll be daytime, but you'll see it. You couldn't recreate this experience at night. I mean, it's truly sublime. And I'm so grateful that I'm here and that I can have this experience. And to feel, especially when I go into my little truck at night and I lay everything out, put my electric blanket out, uh, pull my, uh, my cowhide blanket over the top of my head and just look up at the ceiling and go, yeah, I'm home. Definitely home. And I don't think any music does the music of these creatures out here justice. So I will just say thanks for listening to the Bob Davis Podcast. Podcast 1099, changing travel plans again for the Nomad. Podcast 1099.